What's up, Boston Baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. And I'm Abby. Hello. Happy Good November. Day. No shave November. <gasps> Welcome. Oh my God. Mr. Wynn's doing the opposite of that. Yeah, that's. I haven't sketchy. really commented on it, but what is what is his vibe? I don't know. So it's a great question, Mystery Man. I mean, for at least like years now, I don't remember the last time I saw him without a beard. Same. And you know when a man like the beard is now a part of them, just like you know you have brown hair. I'm short. Like it's like he has a beard, <laughs> and that's what makes him him. I know. Yeah, like Michael has blue eyes. Mystery Man has a beard. I just I I was looking back at pictures. It was definitely times in college where he didn't have. The beard, but like as far as I can physically remember, he did. So when he shaved it off, I like I had to do a double take. I know. I was like, what led to this? And he's like, I just I was having a moment. It's like me cutting my bangs. I was like, okay, he had a little freak out. He was, you know, studying for an exam. He shaved the beard. <laughs> I get it, been there, done that, etc. I didn't it kept I didn't think he'd keep coming back for more. I really oh. didn't. Love. Love. Unconditional love. Beard or no beard. They say you like because and you love despite. Yeah, I love that quote. It's true. It's so true. You love despite the fact that they don't have a beard. Uh, yeah. But November, I can't I can't believe it. I can hardly believe it. It's crazy. It's here. It, it's like we are in the holiday season. I'm banking on I think like there's rumors that maybe this Thursday or Friday like Starbucks is dropping their holiday menu and Wait, they haven't yet? No, I think Dunkin did today, but there is nothing better than a chestnut praline mm. or a caramel brulee latte. That's so true. Like screw fall in their stupid pumpkin and apple whatever Apple crisp. Apple crisp flavor. Okay. Screw it. Uh, give me peppermint mocha and caramel brulee. Oh, I forgot what peppermint. You actually, you're driving a hard bargain. I feel like the girlies, we love the fall drinks. But then I thought about it and I was like, what's better? PSL and apple crisp macchiatos or like the, you said the, chest, the chestnut, chestnut praline, praline, caramel brulee. And the um, peppermint, peppermint mocha. Peppermint mm -hmm. mocha to me I need to get at least one a season. Like, oh, I'm I like one a week. Yeah, maybe once a week. Not like every day though, because no. it's like a lot. Like I feel like it's like so much, so much flavor going. I on. almost feel like I drink it and I get like a sugar rush, and then I like want to sleep. Well, it tastes like chocolate milk with like toothpaste. Yes, perfect. That's a perfect. But I love two, it. Two things that I love <laughs> together. But like I feel like to start off the holiday season, uh, chocolate like a. A peppermint mocha to do like holiday shopping right around Black Friday. Mm. That to me is like that's cozy. Love that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually curious to know like what people think. Like I feel like everyone likes the idea of pumpkin spice, but they don't actually like it. That's like, yeah. I'm thought. realizing that I'm or maybe I'm just so over fake. it. Maybe I'm just like, over it at this point. I'm so fake. Yeah, definitely. You're definitely fake. I'm fake. Yeah. I don't know why I was like yeah pumpkin. <laughs> no, but um okay. It's funny that we're here right now it's because funny. it's reminding me that we had a baddie actually go up to our boyfriends oh. at the Bruins game last week. That's so funny. Yeah. Drea, Andrea, shout out to you. She DM'd us afterwards and set, sent us the photos. It was literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. I think that's impressive that she would recognize our boyfriends. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. 
I mean, that's like I don't really post that much, so I feel like I think she definitely noticed Michael. I think Mystery Man was actually in the bathroom. Okay, and she noticed Michael. I think that's impressive because I am so bad with faces and like when I'm out and about, even people that I know really well. Like if I am in a, in a crowded event and I see someone that I know really well, I don't rec- I don't put two and two together because I'm not seeing you in the natural environment that I'm used to seeing you. Yeah. So like they went to the they went to the Bruins on Thursday. Me and Michael went to the Celtics on Friday for like the home opener, which was so fun by the way. And we saw like people I worked with, and Michael was the one that was like, "Hey, isn't that like so and so that you work with?" And I was like. Oh, like I feel like if I'm not used to seeing you outside of work, no, that's fair. I can't make the connection. Yeah, because you're kind of just like not thinking out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. I get like it. My brain can't process that or something. It's like a personal thing. <laughs> but that was that was cute. She sent us like the pictures after. Yeah, <laughs> I love that for them. Love. They probably felt special. They definitely did special. Um, other than that, I just wanted to say that I feel like we've made it. Oh. We've made it in life. Oh, uh, okay. we made I it. I know what you're going to say. You're weirdly happy about this. Yeah. So I literally, we, we have like a podcast email, Shannon and I, and I get an email that someone's trying to like change our Instagram password. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. So I text you and like, obviously you're a working woman. So like you were taking a minute to respond. A working woman. <laughs> I mean, I was like, Come I on, didn't Shannon. take as long as usual. I think I only took like 20 minutes. Yeah, no, I when appreciated that. When I saw it, that. I was like, oh shit, I hope she doesn't think that was me. I also like, I wouldn't even know how to change the password. <laughs> there's no, there's no way you saw them. We're like, oh, that was Shannon. I mean, a small piece of me, I, I didn't know. So I just had to confirm before I pressed the help. This wasn't me button. And it turns out it wasn't you. So I just feel like whoever's hacking or trying to hack our Instagram, like, I love you. Like, thank you for the ego boost. Okay, let's What not, do you want? Yeah, they probably just <laughs> want money to get the account back. This happened to my mom. It's actually <gasps> really, really scary. Oh. And my dad. Like, but like, they hacked their business account and yeah. they were like holding it like hostage for money it's actually so scary like i'm right. so thankful that you didn't like that you clicked like help or whatever well i mean in the time it took you to respond who knows the damage that could have been done true that's really true but it was it was fine it, it all worked whoever's out. trying to hack our instagram like why don't you like, have what do you the want? original drinks after work <gasps> yes. with no underscore because we've been trying to get our hands on that thing for like years now literally years that would be a true dream come true it would it, it really would. would it really would um, okay, so I did see you this weekend. Yes. That was fun. We had an amazing time at Austin and Ashley's housewarming. That was so fun. Slash Halloween party. Yes. That you dressed up. Can I just say, like, that costume was cute, but you showing up to work as Chris Jenner <laughs> might have been the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and, like, you should have been Chris Jenner at Austin and Ashley's. No, because I had to be, like, I'm the momager at work. Oh, that makes sense. Like, I had to be... I don't know what it was. I was, like, driving home from work on a Friday, and I was like, okay, because at we were like, let's all dress up for work on Tuesday, and they had, like, a costume contest at work, which, like, I don't know if that's, like, fun or weird. I don't know. Whatever. But I was like, wait a second. I need to be Kris Jenner. I don't know why, but I was, like, driving home, and I thought about it, so I ordered a wig, and then, I like, on Monday, I was talking to all my coworkers, and, like, they were like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to be Kim. I'm going to be Courtney. I'm going to be... Like, so we took, like, a big group picture. Oh, Even cute. the guys got into it. Like, Scott. this guy, Nick, was Scott. And then Gabe was Bad Bunny. There was, like, Rob. It was so fun. It was just, like, fun. But I got weirdly into character for Chris. Like, I went over the top. I was like, 
everything about her. I was like literally like doing my makeup in the morning, like with like watching a picture of her, like trying to do like no. super like intense, like dark eye makeup. And it was just, it was such a funny vibe. I will say though, it's hilarious because obviously like it was like a short wig, like Kris Jenner's haircut. Oh yeah, what did you do? Just bun it? Yeah, but like the amount of men that I work with that came up to me and were like, I can't believe you cut your hair. Oh I'm my like, God. I did not cut my hair. Like, imagine if I cut my hair for a costume. Like, I kind of respect and, that. And a pixie, wasn't that a pixie cut, basically? Yeah, it's a pixie cut. And my <laughs> sister was like, would you ever do a pixie cut? And I was like, no. But then not I thought about age. it. I thought about it and I was like, I don't know, like maybe someday, like just go off and... I feel like that could be coming back. Like, you never know. Everything is coming back. Oh, I really, I'm team long hair through and through. Because every time you cut your hair short, I mean, at least I'm not going to speak for other people. There are the Olivia Cobos who, like, they know their job. They do it well. Yeah. And, like, it just everything about it suits them. That's never been me. I cut it short. I like it for two weeks. And then I'm, like, so, so but sad. A, but a pixie cut on Olivia, like, no. Like, That's I feel like true. When I think of pixie cut, I literally think of, like, a middle-aged mom. Okay. Like, yeah. if Olivia went pixie, I mean, ugh, she, probably, she could probably still look really good. She probably still would, <laughs> well, but thinking, I wouldn't like it. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, like, Posh Spice when her and David Beckham were together for, like, when she did the pixie oh, cut. Gosh. And it looked really good on her. But she's also, like, the prettiest person ever. Oh, I just had to Google like what she looked like. There's there's photos of her. I mean, she changed and blonde. Yeah, she changed her hair all the time. But yeah. Anyways, we did have such a good time. It was like a housewarming. There's just something cozy about the older we get, and when we have friends who are buying houses, and it's like their home. That sounds so weird to say, Mm -hmm. but like going and like being like this whole house is yours, and you're like a grown up. And we were all there together and it was so cozy and you can stay up as late as you want. There's no like neighbors. It's just like true house. That was kind of a cool vibe. So yeah, we had the biggest bonfire. It's not even a bonfire. It was just a, a, it was like a bonfire. We had a permit guys. Don't worry. We got a fire permit permit for a fire (laughs) and it was really fun. And then we lit off fireworks that we also had a permit for. And they almost took our head off. <laughs> that was scary. We like threw the fireworks. I, I don't even know how it happened, but like there were fireworks from like 10 years ago, I guess. And we thought that they were kind of done. And then one of them, I don't know how it had happened. a mind of its own. It was like near the fire and it went off and it literally was like, it's, this sounds a lot more dangerous than it actually was. It was, you like know. A, it was like a sparkler. We had a little spook, but it was fine. It Anyways, was all good. How are you? I'm good. I feel like I had such a nice Saturday, Sunday night. Mystery man made a great Italian dinner. And then afterwards, he 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 was cleaning up. And I didn't notice him. He's being a little sneaky. I was like, all right, whatever. He's just like cleaning the dishes. And I'm going to airdrop you this photo. Oh, wait. Yeah, wait, what? What is it? <laughs> so literally, I like peek over to what Mystery Man is doing. And we just bought these like nice looking what do you call it like soap dispensers yeah like glass they have like really nice pumps like really really nice for our dish soap and our hand soap right and and then i see this stupid little d oh red sharpie for dish d for dish on the freaking soap dispenser and i go what the hell is that and he was like 
how are we supposed to know the difference? And I was like, oh, I know. You mean when you said lurky? Like, I feel like I can, I can see him being a lurky. <laughs> yeah. he, gets, he gets a little lurky sometimes. Well, because he knew that like I would hate it. And he still did it. And I was like, you couldn't have at least done it in like black Sharpie. Like, why did you have to choose red? Boys are so silly. There are things I about men that don't make sense. And it's funny. because like, It's the way- so infuriating. But it's like, it doesn't make sense to us. But the way they think about things is so different. In so many ways. Like, yeah, like he generally thought that that was a good idea. Every night, and I'm not, again, so I like to preface this by saying that Michael is an angel. Um, my clothes get out of control in my room. And I, I know that. I'm aware of it. I'm working on it. And like, I have my problems. He has his. But like, it's the little things. Like, he has a, like the toiletry bag at night. I always put it away in the like little like brown cabinet thing next to my sink. Like I don't like to have things on the counter that don't need to be there. That don't need to be there. I'm yeah. just like, all right, after we're done, you know, like you know, if you want to use your like moisturizer, like soap, whatever, like toothpaste, I don't know whatever's in your cosmetic bag, you put it away. <laughs> and he gets like upset because he's like, I don't understand. I'm just gonna use it again in the morning. Like why I put it away. Like, no one's seeing it overnight <laughs> being away. He's like, for me to take it out in the morning. But I'm like, it's like a mental. I'm like, I like to know that it's away. And he's like, why? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's like, I now have to, like, go in there and, like, get it out. So and dramatic. Like shoved in there. And I'm like, just take it out and put it away <laughs> as soon as you use it. He's like, there's, there's no point. Like, no one else is seeing it during the week. He's like, I could do it on the weekends. Like, that's his. He's, like, such a rational. He's like. If no one's seeing it, it doesn't make any impact. But you're seeing it. Or, like, even with, like, making a bed, he's like, it doesn't make an impact. Like, sometimes I get home from work and the bed won't be made, so I'll make the bed at, like, 7.30 p.m. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to get into it in two hours. I'm like, yeah, but I like to get into a bed that is Same. made. I don't no, know. I get that. And maybe this is a me problem. I don't – maybe it's both of us. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but it's one of those, like, weird psychological things that, like, I can't understand why he wouldn't want that. Yeah, like the red D on the soap. Like, Doesn't that look stupid? Yeah, like there's so many things you could have done. Like we just, so many things. At least do a black Sharpie. Like why do you have to do the red? There's nothing red in our freaking apartment. Now it just clashes. And I was like, I'm throwing that away. You're buying a new one. And he's there, like, to play well, what are we going to do? To play devil's advocate though, there is a really funny meme that Michael showed me one. It's like a girl yelling at her husband. And she's like, I don't understand why you wouldn't put the like the toilet seat down. And meanwhile, the whole bathroom was like cluttered with all oh, her yeah. shit, all her skincare. Like her hair is like all over the floor that's like falling out of her head. <laughs> like it's just like curling irons everywhere. And I'm like, that's actually kind of accurate. I know, I know. I definitely I should just be grateful that he was like cooking and cleaning. <laughs> but like, really? Seriously. So funny. Is it though? How are you? I am well. I, um, you went through this process a little while ago and I'm going through it right now. So Mm -hmm. I recently got my hormones tested. Um, I took the Dutch test and I just wanted to, just wanted to pop on here and say, I'm sorry, (laughs) I shouldn't say this, but that girl that makes fun of like all the influencers is so funny. (laughs) You saw that too. Oh, like it's, I don't know who it's about or if it's just supposed to be like a compilation of like every influencer, but I feel like she is embodying every influencer, like all of them that I, anyways, it's funny. Um, I just wanted to give, I guess, like an update on like the experience so far because I haven't started my protocol, but essentially, um, I, you know, like you talked about, you test, like it's like urine testing, you send it in and they tell you like where you're at with your hormones. And I went through a similar process like a year ago with, um, like my gut health journey and everything. And 
I think that was really good and really informative. And, you know, there was all these things where they're like, oh, your gut lining is a little messed up. And like, you know, you have H. pylori and like a lot of things that it's like, oh, yeah, like, let's fix this. I cannot say enough, though, that for the hormone testing, I am so beyond grateful that I did this. And I recommend every woman to do this and or to find a doctor that will test your hormones like via the Dutch test and not just like the super panel blood work they are like the right. basic panel blood work they do when you go into a doctor's office because the stuff that I just uncovered basically they said that my estrogen is like mid my testosterone's like sort of mid but my progesterone is so low they told me that it's at the level of a 65 year old woman that's post-menopause like I was so scared when I saw that and I was like I had no yeah, idea what does that even mean I don't know, but it's like obviously things aren't functioning correctly. I don't know what that means for um, like fertility. Like I have no idea, but it's like obviously I'm a pretty you know pretty healthy person. Um, I rarely drink. I don't do any drugs. I don't smoke. I I like try to work out when I can. I don't know what caused this, but they were like, yeah, like your progesterone is really low, and I probably would have gone like years without knowing it because I typically classify myself as quote unquote healthy and none of my um, doctor's appointments I've ever been to have ever uncovered this. So yeah. they basically were like, it, it can just cause a lot of issues for you. They said that my adrenal glands were like pretty wiped out. Um, and it's so interesting because like I've been facing with such like chronic fatigue the past few months. Like I can't get out of bed in the morning. I find myself so tired during the day. I'm like chugging coffee. Like I'll be on like cup number five and I don't want to be like that, but I'm almost like if I don't have a coffee right now, I feel like I'm going to fall asleep at like 4 p.m. And it's just, no matter what I eat, like, I feel, like, so drowsy after. And I'm like, this isn't me. Like, what's going on? Um, I was talking to the doctor, and basically he was, like, looking at a lot of my results. Um, He was looking at the results of my GI map I took a year ago. And he was like, I think that you might have something called Epstein-Barr syndrome or Epstein-Barr virus, which is basically, like, an elongated version of mono that can be, like, dormant in your system for years and years and years that could be triggered and that could be what I'm currently going through. And so I'm going to be taking the test. I don't 100% know, but he was like, if you have this, it could be attacking all these things like like your gut, like your adrenals, like your you know your hormones, your progesterone, et cetera. And he was like, let's find like the root cause of what's going on. So um, early on, like I don't for sure know and I have like some more testing I have to do, but it just made me feel like not better to know that I might have something because you don't you obviously don't want anything to come up when you take a test like that. But I do feel that I've always felt pretty like in tune with my body and like how it works like my whole life. Like I've never been on, you know, birth control. I've never been on medication. I kind of know the way it operates in the last two years. I just haven't felt like myself and to get testing done and to see like, Oh, there's actually something going on here and let's go fix it. There was like a weird relief about that because there was a period of time where I felt like I was going crazy. And I was like, maybe I'm just like losing it. And, Maybe I really don't know myself and maybe I'm just like this really chronically tired person, even though it's like I have a pretty active lifestyle. I don't feel like that. I was like, maybe this is just the new me. And that sucks. So I do think like if you are someone who is struggling with anything, you're like, I get really bad migraines and you're like, oh, like, well, I was told this is normal. If you have the ability to find someone that will like test your hormones, highly recommend it. I think we deserve to know like what is going on in our bodies and especially like. I would notice symptoms would come on like the same time every single month. Like if something like that is happening to you, it's probably a good sign to figure out what's going on because a lot of these things can turn to, you know, more serious complications later on in life if they're not handled yeah. now. Be your biggest advocate. Yes. What was your cortisol? Do you know? Really high. Really high. Yeah. Was yours 
Like what part of the day? Do you remember? Like the pattern was pretty like normalized. Like it went down when I was sleeping, like spike in the morning, kind of went down. I think spike maybe right around lunch and then it like kind of progressively went down throughout the day. So like the the thing was like a normal, but it was like throughout the day just in general, it was at the very, very highest yeah. of like the spectrum. Looked like mountains. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know you said yours was higher when you sleep, but it is it is interesting. And like you said, advocating for yourself, um, I think is important. I went so many years just like being like, oh, like, I guess, you know, I won't have, like, this isn't, like, I won't ask about this. I don't want to be a pain. It's like, no, like, this is your body. Advocate for yourself. Like, take your health into your hands and, like, figure out someone that will, like, do the testing that you need to get done to figure out what's going on because it's, like, it's so important. It is. You yeah. only get one body and you got to take care of it. True that. Um, all right. Let's dive into drunk dates. Okay. Quickly just wanted to PSA that concealer as lipstick is not making a return. Oh. Like, I'm just going to preface that. Like, it's not. I, I won't okay. allow it. Um, Sophia Richie made a TikTok where she literally dabs the tiniest speck of concealer in the middle of her lips to create, like, an ombre effect. Mm. Like, it wasn't, like early 2000s when like people didn't know like oh maybe you should take a q-tip and wipe off your lips after applying foundation like maybe clean up your lips um that was such a trend like the like you couldn't tell was it a trend if, or if was it did we not know better that's what i can't tell but there was definitely like the very like powdery baby pink like glossy but like also just like you couldn't really tell if the person had lips or not like that i feel like it was a little bit of a trend i don't know why uh, i me neither because I personally don't like it, but I just think it's funny how the internet will run with anything. Like, I mean, it's not entirely true. She wasn't like, all right, like I'm going to revive this trend. Like she literally just took a tiny dot, put it in the middle of her lips. It doesn't look anything like it used to in the early 2000s. Yeah. But anything for a headline. I think that Sophia Richie is just one of those people that whatever she does, people want to do. Like she yeah. is the it girl right now. And I, I like Sophia Richie, so I get it. But to your point, it's like she will do something subtle and then you know that everyone's going to like run They're going to make it. it into something. I mean, everything is just becoming a thing. There's strawberry girl makeup. There's tomato girl makeup. I <laughs> What's cannot, the difference? I guess tomato girl makeup Pink is what red. strawberry girl makeup wants, like wishes she was. Oh, like, geez. I don't know. Like, this is something I saw at like two in the morning one night when I couldn't sleep. I'm like, <laughs> what is this at this point? And you know what the thing is, is I'm not even sitting here shitting on all like the makeup trends because I get that there's like, obviously there's very talented makeup artists that can somehow make strawberry and tomato makeup look different. I, I don't even know if I'd have the time to like understand the differences before <laughs> the next trend started. I think that's my biggest it thing. It would be over. I am just like trying to get through life. Saying this to my mom the other day, I was like, I'm going to wear the makeup that I know how to do. Why? Because I'm I'm tired. I'm just, I'm just trying to get through life. I'm just trying to get to work. I still don't know how to do makeup. I don't yeah. know how to do eyeliner. I don't know how to do eyeshadow. Yeah, I'm like, just trying not to look like I did when I was in middle school. I'm just not going to try something new because it's going to be on the day when I have something really important going on at work <laughs> and I'm going to show up looking insane yeah. or like wear the wrong foundation. I'm going to be like greasy and like it's just not, it's not worth it. So no. what you see is what you get unless I decide to you know dress as Kris Jenner in which case <laughs> you'll get something different uh, but I agree with you anyways Channing Tatum is officially off 
the market. Okay. Congrats to him. He just got engaged to his girlfriend, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, they've been together for a while, I feel like. Two years. Two years. Like okay. 2021, I think they started working together. They actually met on set, which just further validates that, like, I could never date an actor. Oh, they always meet on set. Yeah. Always. It's always on set. I would never date an actor. I know. Um, You're like all the... All the actors that are lining up to date me, keep in mind that I will never. I will never. I will never. No chance. (laughs) I always say stuff like that. And then I'm like, who do I think I am? I'm like, the other day I was talking to someone. I'm like, yeah, I would never date a professional athlete. It's just like, (laughs) like their schedules. I'm not going to be flying out to see your games. Like the whole relationship is going to be about you. And then when you lose a game, I'm going to have to make you feel better. I don't want to deal with that. And then I'm like sitting here and I'm like, who do I think? Who do I think I am? (laughs) It's true. But you also make some very, very good points. You have to be a certain type of girl to date a professional athlete. I agree. Like, there has to be something about you. Like, you have to be supportive, encouraging. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you not All supportive? the things that I'm not. I'm kidding. Yes, no. you are. Um, whatever. Congrats to Channing. My, my inner teenage girl is crying, but, like, I'm over it. It's yeah. fine. We're yeah. moving on. He was never, like, he's cute, but he was never, he never was it for me. He, ne- he didn't do it for you. No. I thought he was, he was pretty cool. Back yeah, then, cool but now guy, I'm cool like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. moving on. Mo- time to um, move on. Moving on to Kylie Jenner launching her own clothing line. I'm like confused by this. I'm like, is this like her way of just like reminding people that she exists, or is there yes. something different and unusual and new happening? Because she's like, I'm making a clothing line that's like, you know, um, high quality, but like not expensive, but like designer, but not. And I like, didn't know what that meant. So the article that I read said like someone was speaking on her behalf and they were like, the idea was not to be sheen, but to offer something better, more responsibly sourced, less junky and nicer looking. Hmm. So it's going to be inexpensive then? Like I'm talking like $20 for like a t-shirt. No, no way in hell. First of all, Kylie Jenner and the word sheen should not be in the same sentence. Yeah, that's weird. Like that just doesn't go. I'm shocked by that. Like me too. But she posted an Instagram photo of herself wearing a leather trench, which is allegedly from the new collection, which her brand is called Kai, K-H-Y. K-H-Y, yeah. Way to make everything about you. Like for once, like why don't you just like branch out? Mm. It's Kylie Cosmetics, Kylie this, Kylie that. Why not just K-Y? True. Because like the- <gasps> Wait, that's such a good point. Like why K-H-Y? Yeah, where'd the why H just come Kai? from? I don't know, but it doesn't mm. look- it doesn't look cheap, the leather jacket. It's probably like um, almost maybe on, on par with like a slightly better quality like Abercrombie or Zara. Maybe okay. something like Abercrombie's that. Abercrombie like, under a lot of heat recently. Like I've been seeing TikToks that people are like calling out Abercrombie for low-key like not having like, like good quality things. Mm. Like the quality is like it looks nice. For like a week and then it's like starting to pill and, and it is starting really expensive too yes um yeah so maybe it's like on par with like a an everlane maybe that's what kylie's Ooh, doing yeah. like it's affordable it's nice i'm not gonna be buying a bunch of things from there but maybe like you can get one nice a item, couple pieces which is still i feel like affordable compared to everything else that sure she absolutely <laughs> definitely um but kylie isn't the only sister that is releasing new clothing things miss kim k is releasing a nipple bra with skims. <laughs> I know. This is like, I don't even know what to make of this. So, she's like, I can't tell if she's like for real. 
Oh, she's, she's so for real. She like is, but did you see that like funny ad thing she put out? No, I actually didn't. What was it? She just was being like satirical and funny and like, like, I don't even know. You'd have to, to watch it. I can't, even, I can't even like well, describe it. Well, people are eating this up. This bra costs $62 and I looked online. It comes in six different colors and four out of six colors are completely sold out. Like in every single size, all four colors out of six. Hmm. Like that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, people are people are eating it up. And I did read that, you know, in the early 2000s, Victoria's Secret did try to do something similar to this, but they were obviously ridiculed. I feel like back then things were different, but times have changed. Yeah. Everyone's on the free the nipple movement. Um, a lot of girls in the itty bitty titty committee are going braless and owning it and they're not afraid to. Whereas back then, like that would be frowned upon. But one thing I did want to point out was that Kim K is perhaps unintentionally making a complete like community really happy. And that is people that have been affected by breast cancer. Yeah. So I was reading how like people that have either have or had breast cancer, like lost their nipples in an attempt to save their life. And obviously that's like probably one of the most horrible things that can happen to you as a woman. Like you have to get a, I forget what the surgery is called. Yeah. Um, but so in order, like all they have to do is buy this bra. It's, you know, easy, it's affordable, it's painless. And they can kind of feel like they have a bit of their old body back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. You hesitated. I don't know. I think I go back and forth with these things. I think that, you're right. If it makes someone feel empowered who maybe like this makes them feel good and confident and they're wearing it, I think that that's fine. And whatever you want to do, I think you should do it. Um, I do think that there is a little bit of me just to play some devil's advocate. That's like we're marketing something that women should wear to for the sole purpose of sexualizing them to men. And I don't necessarily love that. Like, I've always said this. When I dress cute, I'm dressing up for the girls. Like, that's what I'm dressing up for. Like, if you're wearing the nipple bra, like, you're doing that to elicit, like, a response from men. Like, that's, I mean, maybe not. Maybe you're doing it for the girls, too. And maybe, or maybe you're doing it for yourself. And if that's true, that's fine. But I'm almost like, I don't want to feel, like, pushed into, like, you have to be this sexual object. You have to wear the nipple bra because that's what men like. And they, they like to, like, it's just, it's making me feel like, why do we have to be sexualized? If you're doing it because it makes you feel confident, then that's fine. But like, I feel like there's just always this push to like sexualize women and like have us like look like just like these like objects. It's like, what if, what if we don't? What if we just don't do that? And I don't know. I think it's a personal choice, but in the end of the day, it might just be like a silly fun thing. And if girls like it, then I think that's okay. And I think that, yes, like the free the nipple movement I understand and I think I'm all about women like empowering themselves and you wear whatever you want, do whatever you want. Like it's your body, it's your life. I'm a big believer in that. But I also don't think that we should have to feel like we have to look super like sexual and perfect and skinny and curvy and everything has to make us look like this like, you know, sexual object all the time either. Like there's so much more to us than than that as well. I, I definitely see your point. I think it could go one of two, like, Either direction, yeah. for sure. I, I think aesthetically, I, I don't hate how it looks. Yeah. I think 
It's like the Rachel from Friends look. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I it's don't cute. hate it. I, think, I don't know if I'll be buying it. But no, I will not be buying. I, it. I don't hate it. <laughs> I really don't. I think it looks pretty cool. I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you. Maybe you I'm being want. dramatic. I think if you wear it, no, not at all. And it makes you feel like cute, and you're like having a fun spunky night out, and you want to wear it. Go for it. I, I don't. Think that's great. I don't think you're being dramatic at all. Thank um, you. Courtney Kardashian like has to pop any day now. She posted um, a picture for Halloween and it was so many comments were saying this and I I completely agreed because I was thinking it and someone said it. They were like, this bitch has been pregnant for like two years. It, it feels that way. How like this is the longest pregnancy of all time. I think when this episode drops, like she could very well be like, a mother. Well, again, yeah, again. <laughs> or like the baby could be born. Yeah. Like she could have popped by the time this episode drops. I just feel like it's been the longest pregnancy ever, but I feel like that way about a lot of like high profile celebrity pregnancies where you feel like you've just seen so much of it that you're like, has she been pregnant for a year and a half? But honestly, yeah. And Travis did confirm that the baby's name is Rocky. Okay. That was confirmed. Gotcha. Well, whoever figured that out, kudos to you. I know. Literally just a quick zoom in. Okay. Let's move on to our favorite Hollywood couple right now Miss Taylor Swift and Travis they are not my favorite Hollywood couple (gasps) insulting oh my god to Blake Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds oh okay all right second favorite second second favorite because they just got here okay third favorite okay okay they're new they're fresh they're fun and flirty though um Miss Taylor Swift is officially a billionaire it was a matter of when, not if. I think that's pretty dope. Good for her. But the real tea is what's going on with Travis's PR rep. This is kind of crazy. Yeah. So Pia, she, you know, she had a birthday. And, you know, usually on your birthday, people will post Instagram stories and you repost them. Right. Naturally. But she had a friend post, you know, a collage on one insta story and in the collage front and center was a u.s weekly paparazzi photo or it was a paparazzi photo that was published on u.s weekly and in the caption they said this is our roman empire a series part four and the friend used that photo where pia is in the back like literally she's not the roman empire she's in the back and they were talking about taylor who's front and center of this photo Oh, they were talking about Taylor? I thought they were talking about Pia because like, it was her birthday. So, well, the, I'm talking the U.S. Weekly article, like the post. Oh, yeah. Was talking about Taylor Swift. This is our Roman Empire. So the friend took that photo, put it up on her Insta story and said, this is my Roman Empire or happy birthday to our Roman Empire or something like that and put a clown emoji over Taylor Swift's face. I'm trying to be like, our Roman Empire is Pia not Taylor. Taylor's a clown, essentially. I don't know what the intentions were, but you would think that as a PR girly, you are you are overthinking everything. That and is she literally re- and your she then job. reposted it, right? Yeah. So like, that everyone's like, why was the... You clown? did not need to repost that. You could have texted your friend and say, hey, love the post, but can you take it down and repost it with a different emoji? Or just not repost it at all. Yeah. Everyone knows that the clown emoji, it's not an emo- it's not an emoji that's like nice. Nice. You know what it is? Is like in situations like this, like there's a part of me that's like, "Oh my god, like society's so stupid. Why do we care?" But then like knowing how stupid society is and that everything is calculated, you know that there's something behind it and it's like mean girl energy. Oh yeah. So it's like I hate that we're talking about this, <laughs> but I also do feel like it was probably malicious. 
because that's how people are. It had to have been. I mean, there are rumors that I heard on TikTok. Um, so take this with a grain of salt. But someone said they think, you know, everyone is asking the question, like, should Pia be fired over this? Does yeah. she deserve to be fired over this? And while I don't know the answer to that, I think that's a really big mess up. I think that's really awkward. Like, I would feel uncomfortable being in the club suite with Taylor again after that. And, like, my boss thinking that I thought his new girlfriend was a clown. I don't know. I, d I would probably resign before I could get fired um, if I were her. But there are people thinking, like, was she already fired? And that's why she had no problem reposting that because oh. there is a rumor that, you know, she was caught at a hair salon talking about Travis and Taylor's relationship, saying that it's a PR relationship. And that got out and maybe Travis fired her for saying that. But again, how do you make that mistake as a PR person? Like you are the person exactly. in charge of like making sure that dumb shit isn't said maybe she's and jealous maybe she's like maybe this new relationship is making my job a lot harder i have to work harder i have to work longer hours because everything has to be perfect maybe she doesn't like working with taylor swift's pr team does taylor swift even have a pr team i yeah. feel like she doesn't need one she's definitely had like she probably has a Multiple. pr team of like 55 people um and guess who she used to work for technically selena gomez scooter brown oh classic okay so there's it's all coming together unless she hates him because she left um it is interesting it makes me wonder if if she just doesn't like her but i do think it was calculated and i don't think it was a mistake right and it's weird like because dumois is, like weirdly like um backing her up being like it was just a mistake she didn't notice the cloud emoji and i'm like to your point someone who's like a master that actually be worse if it was a mistake because I'm like, then you're just... Then you're careless. You're not good at your job. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is literally your job is to, like, pay attention to everything like that, so... Do you think that... Very interesting. She paid Demois for damage control? Can I... Demois be bought? I don't know. I, I could see Demois, like, because they... That's a really good question. It's, it's usually something they would care about. So I think it's odd that they don't. I feel like they care so much about their reputation and um, not being bought. And like, that's why people like them is like, they say what is out there and they can't really be like paid off and stuff. But it was a little interesting that they were so quick to be like, no, like she didn't notice. It was just a coincidence, etc. But I don't know. It's just like, I feel like friendships, especially like at a celebrity caliber, you just realize that like people are all the same people are shitty to each other they screw each other over they talk behind each other's backs like you're friends with someone you're not friends with them people are shit talking like there's just so much drama that happens and it's just like funny because sometimes we always talk about this we put these celebrities on this pedestal but in the end of the day they go through the same shit that we do but we just don't have like you know millions of people sleuthing through our pictures to like get evidence that we were psychoanalyzed mean to each other exactly yeah but it's the same stuff Actually, though, I, I do be doing that, though. Low-key. You do? Because <laughs> I have too oh, much time on my you're hands. You're, like, even big on, like, the Venmo and stuff. Like, you'll go oh, Venmo yeah. to see who's talking. Venmo is a, is a social media app for me. I'm like, who's hanging out with you and what are they doing? Someone said that once. They were like, why does Venmo release who you're paying and who's paying right? you? Like, that's kind of sketchy. Like, your payment history between people should be private. private. Yeah, I agree. You can I've, set it to private. You can. But, but if you're intentionally why? doing that, then that's also sketchy. Exactly. Like, it's like, why are you setting it to private? Like, yeah. what is going on? No, I, I love creeping on Venmo. No one's safe.
I have people on Venmo that like, you know how like they automatically add or back in the, I don't know. I have people on my Venmo feed that I'm like, how did you get here? Yeah. Like I've never Venmoed you a day in my life. <laughs> like, I it's don't like know. friends of friends pop ups. Yeah. Like, Who is this person? It is a little sketchy, but I remember I when Michael it. and I started talking again a few years ago, one of like my guy friends from high school texted him and was like, "Oh, you guys, you guys back?" Like, because like, because <gasps> of Venmo. I don't know. Like, we, I probably Venmoed him for something like silly, and of course, like people see it, and they were like, "That's how you know, you know." With Venmo, you find out about relationships not through Instagram but through Venmo. Uh-huh. You're waiting however long to make yourselves Instagram official. You're not gonna put them in a TikTok video, but you'll Venmo them for like whatever it is that for dinner for I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is people Venmo for. I've told you this. I do the embarrassing thing to Michael on Venmo. When you like say like. I'll Venmo Michael for like, you know, bills or, um, you know, groceries or whatever. Um, we try to like split as much as we can. But <laughs> this is just like so stupid and mean and I don't know why I do it. But I just like have this weird thing where I was like, what if one day someone woke up and wanted to like look through our Venmo history? So I memo him for things like, hey, like the small like Dunks iced coffee from yesterday. Like, thanks so much. I think it was, I think it was like, you know, $2.50. Like, let me know if I'm off at all. I'll like put that in the description. Just to embarrass him. And then like the next day I'll memo him. I'll be like, the, the toll fee from when we took that road trip like last week. Like, <laughs> or it'll just be something so ridiculous. Like toilet paper. <laughs> like, Things you wouldn't Venmo. So it's like people would see that Venmo and think either like I am just crazy or he is asking me to Venmo him for like the funniest things. It's like, hey, like, um, you know, you you had that like you got the subway yesterday, but you let me have like a few bites Venmoing (laughs) you for it. It's a fun game to play. It is. And that's why I like scrolling. Exactly. Um, Speaking of like friendship and friendships and I feel like cattiness and things like that in general, though. This is reminding me um, the other day I was talking to um, one of my friends who actually lives in a different city, but she's like kind of similar in age to us, like a few years younger. And she was opening up to um, me about this. And I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can relate, but I completely could like feel and empathize for her situation. Um, Basically, she's right around 24 and few years out of college and she was like yeah you know what I've I've really been struggling lately and she is like really um you know really smart really driven she's been like that since um since we were younger and she was like I'm really struggling because I've had this group of friends and we've been really close for like you know since since college like since freshman year and we've always been close we've always gone out had the best time together went through college together moved to like um, you know, big city together. Um, she's in New York and she was like, they were just the people that I thought would always be around supportive. And she basically said that since college, like they're, they're still roommates and well, she's roommates with two of them. And then there's two of them that she's not roommates with, but they all hang out all the time. And she was like, it's gotten a little weird the past, like especially year and a half because we graduate college, we all got jobs, but you know, and then in the years following, it became kind of evident that she was like really, really career focused. So she's been putting in long hours, um, you know, working super, super hard um, to kind of like get promoted and all these things. And her friends just like aren't really about that life. Like they're very much like 
we want to go out, you know, we want to go out in the village. We want to go out on, you know, weeknights. I always call them school nights. They, they're like, Same. we want to go out on weeknights. We want to go out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, you know, meet these people, go to the Hamptons, go to this club, hang out with this group of guys. And she's like, it's not that I don't want to like go out and have fun, but I've been really, really dialed in, like locked in during the week, working like, you know, 60, 70 hours a week, like trying to become um, successful in my career. So she basically said that recently they've been kind of mean to her <gasps> and like leaving her. Because she wants to stay home. Leaving her out, not including her in things. And one of them even started making like snippy comments being like, honestly, like you're, like you're basically like you're kind of lame now. Like you've changed. You're not being really that fun. We feel like we don't really know you anymore. And it's like kind of, it's kind of weird. Like we thought we'd graduate college and we'd all be like going out and like having all this fun and you've been super distant all you care about is your job and we don't really like it's not really like that chill having you around anymore so obviously there's two sides to every story but she was really hurt by this because her biggest thing was she was like I feel like I still go out with them on the weekends I don't judge them I don't like you know I'm not sitting there talking about work all the time she's like I just physically work a lot of hours and she was like I'm really hurt because I feel like I have these people that I just thought would be my best friends for life. And now they're kind of like, you know, they're leaving me out. They're like kind of, they started group chats without me in it. And it's like, they're just onto this like big lifestyle. And they're like, well, she's not going to be a part of it. So we're just going to try to leave her out of it. And she was like really upset. And when she was talking to me, I like forgot about this stage in my life, but I could really resonate with it. But I wanted to see like what, what your thoughts were on that. Um, well, first of all, screw those girls. <laughs> they're, not real friends that's literally insane but i think the first thing i'm thinking of is she's at this weird age where it's like okay you're at you're 24 you're a few few years post-grad like you probably should start to simmer down a little bit like yeah i mean i i don't know if i'm being hypocrite but i feel like at that age i probably wasn't going out on tuesday wednesday nights Maybe a right. Thursday, yeah, but um, I probably wasn't going out then, but I don't we think We probably that's... were, actually. I'm, like, remembering <laughs> back, and I think that was, like, our toxic era, like, 24. Yeah. But you're right. Like you're Not kind a of... Tuesday. I mean, I would go out Thursday, Friday, right. Saturday. Right, okay. Now I cannot go out two nights in a row. Yeah. I can't do that. Even two nights in the weekend, like, Saturday and Sunday. No. I mean, Friday, Saturday. Um, No. But, like, I feel like this girl... And I, I don't know her, so I, I have no idea. But I feel like people who have the same friends for a really long time, either one, came from a small town and never left, or two, got really, really lucky. Like, mm. really lucky. Like, to have the same friend group your entire life. Like, yeah. I feel like our boyfriends are like that. Well, she's hers are since college. Since college. Yeah. Even then, like, I barely talked to the girls that I was college roommates with. I lived in a house with six girls. Mm -hmm. I'm like friendly with them, but like, I don't, I mean, maybe that's on me for like not keeping in touch, but I feel like just in general, like keeping the same friends throughout your twenties is really hard. It is hard. It's really hard. Um, and if you can get through your twenties with the same friends and that's a blessing literally because yeah you meet so many people throughout life and I can see when you're young, like getting jealous, maybe like if you have like work friends that you're maybe prioritizing yeah. over your like college so friends or you're not mixing friend groups, you're kind of just keeping things separate. I feel like 
our friend group is like a mix of everything. Mm. Like it's like work friends, home friends, college friends. And like, we've all just become friends. Yeah. But I feel like we're lucky. That's so true. It was a really cool feeling when like Ashley had all of us at our house. And I was like, wow, it's like my childhood best friend. And it's like cool that we're all there. But you're right. Like it's, there's also a lot of people from high school I don't talk to. And there's a lot of people from college that I'm not really close with anymore too. Um, That's so accurate. I think you're so dead on about the like, that is the age. I feel like 24, 25, 26. There's something about the mid 20s where I feel like there's people don't talk about them as much. It's like everyone's talking about like, oh, turning 21 or like turning 30. I actually think the most change happens or at least I haven't turned 30 yet, so I could be wrong. But in terms of like where like your life is ultimately headed and like the people that are going to be kind of with you to this stage, at least I've actually found that the mid twenties were the biggest, like most formative years, because that's when you kind of figure out the type of person that you are yeah, and how you're going to be. And unless something really dramatically changes, like you kind of figured out like, all right, this is the type of person I am. Like you and I, we know how each other operates. Like we, we kind of know, like, I don't, I mean, obviously I I think we're going to be friends forever, but like, unless, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I just think that in college, it's so tough because you're living in this artificial reality and you're friends with all these people, but it's like, why are you friends with them? It's like out of service level. It's it's, or superficial convenience. You're doing the same things. You're all going to the same classes. You're all going to the same bars. You're going out with the same people all the time. So it's like almost easy to be friends with people because you have so much in common just because you're doing the same things. You don't have much of a choice in the matter. Like I had to go to class. I'd go to the gym because that's, that's what everyone did. I'd go to the same bars that everyone went to. So there's you have a ton in common. You're talking to all the same people. You graduate college, I feel like that artificialness lasts maybe for a year or two. But then when you hit like 24, 25 and you reach your stride in like your career, that's when you start to see people go different directions because everyone's different. And, um, you know, some people are going to like put their all into their career because that's what they've always wanted to do. And then other people are like, I don't want to do that because that's never what they wanted to do. And that's that's okay too. Um, but I think you're no longer being forced. Like you were in college to do all the same things. Now you have a choice and then you realize like who you're more like and who you're not so much like, and you're going to drift from people. And that's, I feel like that's okay. You know, I I think it took me a really long time because I like to hold on to every person in my life, not let them go anywhere. It took a while to accept the fact that like, Hey, drifting from someone because we're just not really that alike anymore. It, it's okay. Like it's still, it's still hurts. You are who you surround yourself with. Um, yeah. So I think there's an element of that, that we all just need to accept. I, I used to take it really personally. I still do if I'm like drifting from a friend or if I feel like I don't hear from them as much anymore and we're different places in life, but it's all love. When I see them, we really care about each other. We're just, we're different now and that's okay. Um, I think what she's talking about is almost like another layer of did, did I answer your question? No, I you did. No, you did about like your, your thoughts on the whole situation. And it kind of reminded me of something I went through where there was this group of girls I was friends with for honestly not a long period of time. Um, they weren't like my like core college friends, but there are people that I was hanging out with for a while towards the end of college and when we first graduated and we were really close. And I thought that we were going to be like best friends forever graduated and we were like going out and we were going to the fun parties and the fun bars and hanging out with the fun guys and like doing whatever and traveling and having so much fun together and it's like I really was like oh these are my best friends when things started to change and yeah like I didn't see myself wanting to go out as much and I myself was a little bit more like 
you know, maybe invested in my career. I, I just want to preface this by saying I'm not trying to like look down on people who aren't into their careers. Like I honestly, like I, some of my best friends are like, I've always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I think that's awesome. Like some people are like, Hey, I think there's so much more to life and I like to get to work and I have a hobby that I'm really into. And I like to pursue that. I think that's awesome. Like whatever you want to pursue in your life, that is, it's your life. It's important. It's what matters to you. And like, I will support anyone for whatever they want to do. I think where it ran into an issue is that I don't think I was being judgmental. I was like, Hey, look, I'm probably going to stay in tonight. Or I, eh, like, I don't really know if I want to go out or I ended up getting into a relationship. So I wasn't going out like, you know, to clubs with guys and stuff. And all of a sudden I felt like these people were like, not really like you know, wanting to hang out with me anymore. Cause you had nothing to offer them anymore. That's what I kind of realized is yeah. it took me so long to figure out, but it's like, I would still hang out with them. I'd still want to do things, but I was like, Oh, let's go get our nails done together. Let's get dinner. Let's, you know, go, let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's go for a walk around the park. Like I still wanted to spend just as much time with them. It's just, I didn't want different do, things. Yeah. And like, I'd still like to go out to clubs and parties and stuff, but it didn't, I didn't want to do that every day. And I felt like they just weren't down with that. And it was a, crazy realization I had where I was like oh my gosh they really didn't love me they loved what I had to offer and they wanted me to be the fun crazy party party girl they wanted me the fun Shannon that would show up and be down for anything and make them look like fun and we're all in this fun crazy friend group and we'll go to the club we'll be the funnest girls and we'll be cute and like all these things and when I no longer was fulfilling that stereotype and that image they were like, all right, we're just not going to really include you in, in anything anymore. And that honestly, like, cut really, really deep. I mean, yeah, it's it's a stupid reason to stop including someone. And, I mean, I'm thinking of a scenario when I had a friend basically, like, tell me, like, I want to hang out with you, but I don't want to, like, go out. Like, can we just, like, stay in and, like, be comfy and, like, watch movies and, yeah. like, just talk and whatever? And she was like, I feel like if I, if we hang out, like it always has to be something like some big thing. And at first I got annoyed. Cause I was like, ugh, like what, like why, why are you making this into a thing? Like, it's not that deep, like whatever. And then I was like, you know what? Like I, I have this person in front of me that's saying like, I want to spend time with you. I don't care what we're doing, but like you should be able to have a chill night with me. And I want it, quality time. Yeah, like quality time. Like it doesn't have to be us going out, dancing, drinking, whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? You're right. And like low key, I am a, a homebody. And so looking back, I'm like, wow, I would have killed for nights like those. Now. <laughs> like now I'm right. like, you have to drag me out of my house to get me to go to a club or a late dinner reservation. But like, had I reacted differently, like I could have lost a friend over that. And it's at the end of the day, not worth it. It's so true. No, it's it's such a good point, and it it takes it takes some like peeling back the layers because it's it's a painful experience to go through. But I think that there are people in my life that I felt like I had to bend over backwards to be someone or like fulfill a persona for because I thought that if I could be that person, then I could earn their love, and it's like it's so crazy because. I mean, you know, I've done it with a lot of people. I've done it with family. I've done it with friends. I've done it with with boys. Like my whole life, I think a lot of us go through this where I think deep, deep down innately, it's like a fear of like, all right, well, if I'm not putting on this persona and I'm not the like 
most fun person in the room. If I'm not the person that's cracking the jokes and making everyone feel like comfortable, then like they won't love me. And you and I talked about this when I like made the decision a few months ago where I was like, I don't really want to be going out and like getting drunk anymore. Like I'll have a drink. Maybe I'll have two, but I don't really want to be like getting really drunk. And that decision for me wasn't so much just about like my health, which it definitely is, but it went so much deeper than that. I think I had this innate fear deep down of like people like drunk Shannon, people like the one who shows up at the party and she's silly and funny. And if I'm not that person, people aren't going to want to hang out with me anymore. Like people aren't going to want me there because I'm not fun enough for them. And it was such a lie, by the way, like such a lie from the pit of hell. And that's not true because what I realized is that the people that love you, like they want you there no matter what, because they love you and because they care about you. And a friendship or a relationship or anything where you feel like you have to be something different, you have to earn their love, like that's not right. And I don't know if that's like yourself feeling that way or if it's because the other person really won't love you unless you're like whatever persona you think you need to be. But that's that's not what love is. And I think that I realize if people love you for what you have and not for who you are, then they're going to leave as soon as what you have is gone, as soon as you don't have something to offer them true love and it's like we always say like you love despite like I love you no matter what like if you could show up and you could be fun Gail you could be grumpy Gail you could be silly Gail you could be annoying Gail you could be any Gail but it's like no matter what it's like I love you because I love who you are and I feel like it's important to have people like that in your life even if it's less people and that's a really hard thing to come to terms with when you're 24 so true like what is that girl doing right now do you know is she still living with them? Yeah. She is? Yeah. Does she have plans to get out? I don't know. I think this all happened like very recently. Recently? Okay. Yeah. So we were just kind of talking about it. But that makes right. me sad. I think there's also like um it's a it's like a tough age to like realize all that. It I is. I mean, I've just started realizing all this shit like recently. I was like, wait, like why am I friends with the people that I'm friends with today? And I'm like, oh, because they it does it's not like we all have the same job. But we respect each other. We respect what you do. Like, I respect what you do. I respect what Michael does. And crazy hours, not crazy hours, travel, no travel, like, doesn't matter. Like, we're here and we love each other, like, no matter what we do. And, like, no matter if we want to go out on the weekends or not. Like, half of our friend group has stopped drinking at this point. Great. That's fine. I'm, I've said this time and time again, and I will die on this hill. Like, I am so not like I don't put the word friend on just anything or anyone like yeah because I feel like I had so many surface level friends growing up that once I realized what it means to be a true friend I was like okay like this is something that like if you're a going out friend you're not a friend to me you're yeah. you're an acquaintance yeah. and I, and I, I could like, like you, you. Yeah, yeah exactly but to actually be a friend if you want if you want friends, you have to be a friend. Like, so true. I know a lot of girls listening to this podcast are moving to the city for the first time and like they want to make new friends and, you know, they might join our private Facebook group link in our IG bio, but <laughs> I but, like that. It was good. But like, unless you put in the work to make friends, like they're not just going to fall into your lap and they're not going to stay around unless you be someone that you would want to be friends with. Oh, I love that's like the best advice. Who was it? There was some famous author who, that was a quote where it was like, if you look, go out looking 
to make a friend, they're hard to find. If you go out looking to be a friend, they're everywhere. And it reminded me of advice that my pastor gave to my sister once, like years ago. He was like, you want to find the perfect person? Be the perfect yeah. person. Like, I think it's it's so important. And keep an eye out for people that show up in your life when you have something. Yeah, when it's convenient. That they want. Like, keep an eye out for people that show up when you make a lot of money, that show up when you have the right connections, that show up when, you know, you have something to offer them. I'm not saying, like, you know, don't let anyone in and be jaded, but... Just like have, have some level of a healthy level of skepticism. That's what I. Oh yeah, I need to work on that because I can sometimes be very jaded and very skeptical. Yeah, you get like that of me too. Oh, I feel like, like I am also the type of person where it's like, you don't. I don't automatically trust you. Yeah. Like, if I meet you, like, I'm not like, a, all right, you have 100% my trust. And like, if you do things, like, it's going to go down to, you know, maybe 95% and yeah. then eventually 70%. No, you start at 0%. Okay. You got to work your way wow. up to 100%. You have to up to 100. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You make it hard. Do you want to know what number you're at? What? Like 80. No, I was going to say 100, but oh, I wasn't going to tell you. Wow, that's sweet. I was going to make think, you guess. I thought you were going to be like, no one's at 100. Oh, you know? honestly, maybe that's true. Yeah, maybe 99. Maybe 99. No one ever 99. can be 100. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I think I'll say on this is like, we've, we've talked about this topic before, which is the concept of like, it's important who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And you've always been good at this, but it took me years and years and years to figure it out that it is better to have less people in your life, but their quality mm-hmm. than it is to have a bunch of people that don't care about you, don't care what happens to you. I always like to play the game if I look through my contacts and I'm like, if I call this person at two in the morning and I needed them and it was an emergency, like, would they pick up the phone? And if you're like going through and you're like, you're like, well, I have like, you know, 74 friends, but like none of them would pick up the phone at two in the morning. Like, I'm not saying, you know, cancel them and ditch them, but it's just, it's important to know. It's like good to know the people in your life that you can rely on but also because iron sharpens iron. Like you want to be around people that energize you, that make you better every single day, that like get you towards your goals, that are motivating you, making you feel good about yourself, making you feel empowered. If you're hanging out with people that are bringing you down, that are making like snide little comments about you, that are making you feel insecure, people you feel like you can't be yourself around and you feel like you're kind of on edge and you're putting on a show, that's not a good sign. Like we always say that I could spend the next six days with our friend group, but I can totally be myself around them. So my battery is charged. If you're like hanging out with, you know, maybe a client at like a happy hour and you leave and you're exhausted because you're on, like that's normal. You shouldn't have to be on around your closest friends. You should be able to be yourself. So I think it's always important to do a little check and be like, all right, the people in my life, are they here because they love me or because they love what I have? Are they here? Are they making me better? Are they motivating me? Like, are they speaking kindly to me? Like, those things are all so, so, so important. Um, Because who you surround yourself with, like, you will end up gravitating towards that yourself. So it's really, really important, like, what you're consuming and, like, who is in your life. Because that will, in part, determine, like, your future as well. Mic drop. Uh. All right, baddies. That is all we have for this week. There will be no next week. You guys. There will be no next week. There'll be no next week. We're taking next week off. Yeah. There will eventually be a next week, but it'll be the week after next week. Peter still doesn't have a microphone back in his little cubby chowing down (laughs) on a Chipotle burrito. Why um, is that like the narrative that you've given him? I just 
Mowing just came down up on it. a Chipotle burrito. And like, now I'm I've running never with seen it. him do that while we're recording. But I kind of love it for him. I also we'll like never that know. we can talk shit about Peter now. He like, can't defend he's himself. He's literally listening to us, but he can't <laughs> he can't defend himself. No. It's kind of sad. Well, he's taking a well-deserved vacation next week. So that's why we won't be recording because we do not trust anyone else to produce this show. The baddies deserve the best. You will get the best. He also said that he doesn't trust anyone else to produce this show. Ooh. He was like, no, I'm kidding. He didn't say that. It was just us. It's just us. Um, so we will see you baddies in two weeks, the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I can't believe the next time we, we chat, it'll be Thanksgiving. Wait, that's <gasps> that's weird. Oh, you scared me. Wait, isn't that weird, though? Yeah, like, like the month will be basically over. Wait. Yeah. That's kind of trippy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, love, we love you so much, baddies. See you Goodbye. in two weeks. Bye. Bye.